On today's episode, Amy and I dive into our county's history with DuPage County Historical Museum's manager, Michelle Podkova. We learn about unique pieces the museum showcases and upcoming exhibits along with how to get involved. For more information about the DuPage County Historical Museum, visit dupagemuseum.org. At Wheaton Park District, we manage 54 parks, dozens of playgrounds, tennis courts, and a mini golf and skate park. We have an accredited zoo, a county museum, multiple athletic fields and sports complex, two swimming pools, 150 acres of nature preserves, and a 27-hole golf course and banquet facility. Everything else is just a talk in the park. Now we welcome on Michelle Podkova. Michelle, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. So before we dive into the museum's history, what are some interesting stories the community might not know about our parks, the city of Wheaton, or DuPage County? Well, as a social historian, I really enjoy individuals' personal stories. And lately, I've been kind of more focused on historical rumors, I'll call them. Okay. Uh, So Hurley Gardens, which is part of the park district, actually, Edward Nash Hurley was very connected politically to four different presidents, um, which is fascinating. So one of his letters is actually, or a letter to him, rather, is actually in the uh, Woodrow Wilson Presidential Library. That's Available online. Nice. Mm-hmm. So Hurley was connected with President Wilson, Coolidge, Hoover, and FDR. And he actually served on a, the U.S. Shipping Board during World War One and was involved in some capacity with all of those presidents. The interesting rumor is after one of those presidents died, and I haven't gotten to the bottom of which one yet, (laughs) uh, one of the first ladies, it is rumored that he um, was dating her. And this was like... Juicy details there. (laughs) It's more of a society page type rumor. Right. Like you get gossip today with all of the celebrities. It's like TMZ. Back in the day, right? Historic. It was in newspapers. (laughs) Both Mr. Hurley and the First Lady, a former First Lady at this point, denied this, even during their own lives. But it kind of shows you that those rumors were still there in history, which I find very interesting. Mm -hmm. Another historical rumor is the question we get all the time, was Abraham Lincoln ever in DuPage County? And... It is very likely, historically, that he is, or he had been at some point, because we know he traveled to Chicago. Mm -hmm. We know he traveled using train or stagecoach. And we know that DuPage had a courthouse at that time. So it's possible he helped with a court case. It's actually the circuit court clerk um, currently was actually asking me because he was wondering if he possibly had documents that Abraham Lincoln had signed okay. in yeah. in the courthouse records, right. but there's so many millions of records that they don't know for sure. Right. So there's actually a couple historical rumors of Lincoln in DuPage County. One of them is in West Chicago. Supposedly, a Douglas Lincoln debate happened in 1858. This is actually not true. Um, in the 1920s, they put up a plaque. And in the 1940s, they found out that it was inaccurate. They never took down the plaque. (laughs) And so uh, I'm not sure if it still stands today, but I know in the 1940s, my understanding is Douglas spoke in West Chicago, but that they did not have a debate. Another rumor is that Lincoln stayed overnight at an inn in Fullersburg, which is the present day Oak Brook Hinsdale area. And 
even during the time of Lincoln, this rumor, the innkeeper had to keep explaining to people, no, he never stayed here. No, he never stayed here. Mm-hmm. Finally got so tired of saying, no, he never stayed here, that he took his smallest room and his smallest bed and set it up and said that was the Lincoln room. Right. <laughs> so even during his own time period, you know, they, they kind of got frustrated with those rumors. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of an interesting story. We have definitely have to research more into both of those historical rumors, but that's the life of the historian. And that's kind of some of the fun stuff you can learn if you study history. It is, you know, some of those unique facts that people don't have a chance to research or, you know, maybe necessarily don't know about it. And then when they find the facts, they're like, whoa, I can take that to a party and, you know, tell people, hey, look at this interesting fact that I learned. It's unique and fun when you can get little tidbits like that. Can you give us a brief history of uh, the historical museum that is in DuPage? Yes. So our building, it opened in 1891. They broke ground in 1890. It was built as Adams Memorial Library. The Historical Society uh, started collecting for the museum in 1929, separately from the library. And in 1965, when the library moved across the street, the building was purchased by Edwin Dyke, who turned it over to the Historical Society to create the museum. The museum opened in 1967, and the Historical Society quickly handed the museum over to the county to run. In the early 2000s, unfortunately, the county found that they no longer had the funds to fund the museum, Mm -hmm. so the museum was in danger of closing. The staff all had families to take care of, so they had to move on to find other jobs to support their family, and the museum was actually put on the top most endangered buildings in Illinois in 2008. Wow. Um, In steps the Wheaton Park District and our executive director, Michael Bernard, and he was in discussions with the county to enter into an agreement in which the park district uh, received some office space in the museum building, and the county would pay a stipend to the park district to run their museum. And that is still the intergovernmental agreement that we operate under today. Uh, We are very fortunate to have two great government bodies backing the museum And we're very fortunate to have two volunteer organizations as well. We have the DuPage Society of Model Engineers, who for the last over 50 years has run the model train that is in our lower level. And we're very excited that we have that 50-year-old HO Gage Model Railroad. Mm -hmm. We also have the DuPage County Historical Museum Foundation, who fundraises and advocates for the museum to help support our mission of stewardship, education, and community engagement. So I know you mentioned the train and how unique that is. What are some of the other unique pieces or items that the museum has? I think every artifact we have from a historian's perspective is unique. Of course. Um, But one of our staff's favorite unique objects to discuss in a lot of different ways is our Victorian era hair art or in particular the hair wreaths we have. These are wreaths made out of human hair. They are made from in the Victorian era. We have, um, I think, four or five of them in our collection. And then we also have another one that you can see up close and personal in our education collection. It was a popular form of art and a way to memorialize your um, past relatives. Mm-hmm. After the hair was taken from the deceased, they would form it into a shape, usually some sort of flower or twist. And then they would kind of weave it all together and make a horseshoe-shaped wreath. In the center would actually be the most recently deceased. Mm -hmm. And then as 
like someone else passes, then you would put theirs in the center and then you'd attach the other one to the wreath. The horseshoe was supposed to face up to heaven. So that was kind of part of the shape of the horseshoe. Not all of them are horseshoes. Some of them are full wreaths. They're usually framed and then they would have been hung on your wall. They are a lot more common than I think people realize. Really? I had never seen one until I started at the museum. But after you discover what they are, then, of course, you notice them more places. So I think it's one Mm -hmm. of those things you don't come across. You don't realize that you have seen them until you come across the knowledge. Then you probably see them everywhere. Yes. It's like when you buy so a they, car and then, you know, then you start seeing the car that you have every now everywhere. street yeah, corner has wreaths, that. <laughs> they actually, and not only wreaths, so they actually made, a part of this art was they also would make, um, we actually have a hair ring. We have a hair watch fob. And actually the hair watch fob, you don't even realize is hair. It just looks like a braided cord. You don't, until someone had told me that and I looked closer, you don't actually notice that. So it's a new trend that uh, is going to come back, you know, fashion trends, they kind of <laughs> come and go. Is it something we're going to bring back from way back then? I hope I not. try to <laughs> equate them to to friendship bracelets, actually, yep. that that little girls oh, okay. do when yeah. they're younger. And they kind of remind me of that in a way, because some of the patterns actually look similar to that, like braided. Mm-hmm. So that's one of our more unique I feel pieces it is kind of got that interesting almost gross out factor when I when I take the educational piece places Mm -hmm. in our outreach all children and all adults are usually pretty fascinated by it either by being grossed out by it or (laughs) and personally like if you think about it the stuff the tests we can do with hair now Mm -hmm. and what we can find out from a piece of hair It actually, in a way, kind of fascinates me that we could put together mm-hmm. such an interesting like DNA profile of some of these people. And pinpoint almost who these people are, where are they from, ancestry. Yeah, that's really unique. So you have been able to do that, like pull a piece of hair off the wreath, maybe not pull, but like take a piece of hair off and like kind of trace it back to... We have not, but oh, okay. I think it's. I think the technology exists in the world for us to right. be able to do that. Right. They, be amazing. A lot of museums, if they have ancient artifacts, mummies, this happens with mummies a lot, is they start x-raying the mummies okay. so that they can get more information and they mm-hmm. do MRIs of it. And So using modern technology in a way that you wouldn't think of in museum sense actually tells you more about history and that you know, we've had some of these mummies since the 1920s in certain museums and now we're finding out even more information that they can tell us yeah more of a background story that you can give more information more education about something as small as even you Mm -hmm. know a a ring or a watch of hey this is the origin this is more of how it traveled here and where it came from Mm -hmm. and we do not have any current plans to do anything like that with our hair wreaths but the option is there right (laughs) If and when somebody or we decide that that could be something unique, you know, like you said, yeah. the technology is there that we could do that if we, we choose to. So what's been one of the most interesting items that someone has tried to donate to the museum? We have had all sorts of different things that people have tried to donate to the museum. And we can't accept them all. I don't think everyone realizes the process that a museum goes through. But if you donate to a museum, say, DuPage County Historical Museum, it has to meet our mission, Mm -hmm. which means it has to be about the county, Mm -hmm. in our case. We have to know the history of the item. So I think some of the more interesting things isn't necessarily what people have tried to donate, but how they've tried to donate it. Some people 
leave stuff on our front steps that is not advisable because we can't accept something if we don't know the history of it. Yeah. Or they try to mail it in with no history and that really and no contact information and those items they kind of sit in almost a limbo because we can't really do anything with it. We don't know who the owner is. We don't legally own the item. And so I really encourage people if they are going to donate and they think their item is unique and important to DuPage County history and culture, we encourage them to contact our curator first, talk it over with him. He will give you the process in detail. Then it goes to a collection committee where we vote on it. There's several people on this committee. And then we ask you for more history of the object, or we actually record the history of the object, and we actually transfer the ownership over to the museum so that we can care for it and preserve it for as long as that piece can possibly be kept. Mm -hmm. So some pieces, certain plastics break down over time, and you can't stop that no matter what. Uh, We do have the goal of preserving as long as possible. Forever is a little... Too hard to say that. Yeah, with current you know, items, they don't always last that long, but we do our best. If somebody wanted to get involved at the museum, what's the best way for them to do something like that? Well, there's lots of different ways you can get involved with our museum. You can visit our museum. We're open seven days a week for free. You can take advantage of any of our free or low cost educational and entertaining programs. We have a full slate of, so we do something like 30 programs a year. You can volunteer with our foundation for events. You could join our train club if you like model trains. You can volunteer with our museum to help our curator with some archival projects or help us with our educational programs with school and scouts. You can have your school or scout visit the museum. You could hold your child's birthday party here. That's actually one of the things that I hadn't realized that museums did until I got into the field. I would have loved to have my birthday party at a museum (laughs) when I was a kid. You can become a member. Uh, It gets you into a lot of our events for free or for a discounted rate. And actually, we have a children's membership as well. But it also provides uh, a lot of support for the museum as well. You could join our foundation board if you really want to be involved. You can financially donate to support the museum in our year-end appeal, or you can ensure your legacy for future generations through a planned giving. A lot of different ways people can get involved Mm -hmm. from personal reasons to business reasons to family, anything. So it's great to have different options of, you know, how people want to Mm -hmm. get involved, be active uh, in the community and just the history of uh, DuPage and what we have to offer. All right. So the museum has a new exhibit that just opened. What Mm -hmm. was the inspiration behind Homegrown? So a few years ago, we did a complete inventory of our collection. Our collection is about 40,000 pieces, so it's it's quite an undertaking to do an inventory. And we realized that our collection, it's pretty fabulous. The different range of things we have in our collection is very extensive. And we noticed we had a lot of manual uh, hand implements, like for farming, so... Um, hand corn planters, or we had horse-drawn agricultural implements like plows, and we have several of, you know, different types of all of this. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to showcase that 
collection. We wanted to showcase that we have this wonderful collection. A lot of people don't realize, but at any one point in a museum, 2 to 10% of the collection may be on display, but the rest is all behind the scenes being preserved, being cared for, sitting in a box in archival tissue, in an archival box, in the dark, because dark is better for right. objects. Yep. And so we really wanted to like bring a lot of that out. And implements, farm implements, uh, especially the horse-drawn ones, are not small. So we had to do it in a way that we could display at least a few of them. Yeah. And so we started to look into DuPage agricultural and farming history in depth, and we realized what a fascinating, rich, and important history it is, and how it mirrored issues going on in the Midwest and the nation, the larger nation. Um, so this exhibit covers a bit of everything from the implements, the tools, and the technology to farming organizations like the Farm Bureau. We talk about the different roles that children, women, and men played on the farm, and even feature individual family histories of different pioneer families that came out and had farms in the area. So it's got a little bit of something for everything. We even cover beekeeping, which is a more modern trend, and we try to discuss some of those more modern issues as well within agriculture, because a lot of them have been in the agricultural world forever, but it's just something that trends, they hit at certain times, kind right. of like fashion. They, we, you know, ebb and flow. Yep. There's a cycle. What other exciting plans does the museum have for the future? Well, in the near future, I hadn't mentioned this, but one way that you can get involved with the museum currently, if you have historic memories of agriculture or farming or any of our past topics of the civil rights movement or if you're a veteran or part of a veteran's family we actually have this oral history initiative that we're trying to gather oral histories and record them and it's called voices of dupage it's a larger initiative some other museums are doing something along those lines in the county but our museum is really focusing on on the whole county and Wheaton in an effort to record some of those stories. We are no longer an agricultural community or primarily an agricultural community, and we really want to record some of those stories that uh, residents of DuPage County, past or present, mm -hmm. have of farming in a time period when it was a little more agricultural. Long term, we actually have our permanent exhibit which covers the whole DuPage County history. It tries to do a survey of it. That is quite an older exhibit, and we're hoping to revitalize it, kind of start over and, and redo the entire room. That's a little more of a long-term project, along with the museum is looking to be accredited. So we are going to go through an accreditation process in the next 10 years. Once we receive this badge of honor, it shows the community that we adhere to all the highest standards in the country for museums. And it's something that we've been really working hard with behind the scenes that not everyone knows about or that you see when you come in the door. And as always, we will still be offering the same great service through our different events and programming open seven days a week. We have a full slate of exhibits coming up. We have an exhibit plan that's five years out, so nothing will change with those larger projects besides the one exhibit room will probably be closed when we do revitalize it. So if people wanted to learn more information about the exhibits or any of the 40,000 pieces that you guys have, where can they go to learn more information? Well, we have dupagemuseum.org. That is our website, and we have a lot of information there. You can go to the collections part of that website, and we actually have some of our collection our images are digitized, so and we're always adding more to that. So we encourage you, if you want to see more about the 40,000 objects, to check there. 
We also have a Facebook that we keep updated and post on it frequently. And of course, you can always come in and see us. And we love talking about history. Well, thank you very much. It was fun to learn some rumors, learn about the museum, when it started, how the park district got involved, the collections that we have, the number of pieces, your involvement, how people get involved. It's a wonderful piece of history that the park district is able to preserve and kind of carry on for, I don't know, more than, what, 15 years almost the park district has had it, which has been uh, phenomenal. So again, thanks for coming out, Michelle. We really appreciate it. And again, any questions, visit the website, go to the museum. They'll be able to answer anything that you guys have. Thanks for having me. Mark, what happened last month at the Wheaton Park District? The Wheaton Park District staff volunteered around 50 hours to help Kiwanis with their annual peanut days. Wheaton Park District proudly has two full-time staff who are members of the Kiwanis Club of Wheaton. Matthew Warble serves as president and Rick Napier as vice president. The Kiwanis Club of Wheaton has helped give this community the Central DuPage Hospital, Safety City, and most recently the Play for All Sensory Playground. Kiwanis supports the People's Resource Center, Casa of DuPage, DuCap, and many other local charities. They offer college scholarships to deserving key clubbers as well. The Kiwanis Peanut Days is a three-day event where donations are collected and the proceeds are funneled back into the community to support local programs and clubs. Some of those programs and clubs are Builders and Key Club, the Marion Park Christmas Party, Sensory Playground Treehouse Project, and chartering local scout groups. Peanut Day is one of Kiwanis' biggest fundraisers. The Light the Torch 5K Night Run happened on September 28th. It had a pre-party that kicked off the fun. The race started at 7. It was a beautiful night. We had over a 1,000 runners that joined us through downtown Wheaton. There were luminary lanes. Everyone was wearing glow sticks. And then afterwards, the race ended with a laser light show, and everyone had a lot of fun. So we look forward to the next race, which is the reindeer run in December. So make sure you register for the last race Wheaton of the year. Discover Wheaton the month of October. Pumpkin Fest is currently going on. Make sure you stop by and take in the beautiful fall colors at Cosley Zoo. See the animals, pick out a pumpkin, and have fun. There's going to be children's rides available. And proceeds from your purchases benefit the Cosley Zoo. We also have the Halloween Happening event, which will be at the Community Center on October 18th from 5 to 7.30 p.m. Come dressed in your best Halloween costume and enjoy activities that include airbrush tattoos, trunk or treat, games, prizes, and our trick-or-treat trail. All ages are welcome, and we hope to see you all at this amazing event. Join the DuPage County Historical Museum on Saturday, November 9th for Paul Revere's Horses Missing. Step back in time to the Revolutionary War and participate in this fun-filled interactive show that will generate your enthusiasm for history. To register, visit dupagemuseum.org. All the proceeds will benefit the DuPage County Historical Museum. Thank you for listening. Be sure to download, rate, share, and subscribe to A Talk in the Park wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the Wheaton Park District on Facebook and Instagram at Wheaton Park District. Additional information on Wheaton Park District programs and services can be found at wheatonparkdistrict.com. Until next time, this has been A Talk in the Park.
Talk in the Park is a production of the Wheaton Park District.